Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Ashley. And I'm Matt. And we're here today to talk about a new movie. It's called Love Again. Yeah, so this stars Priyanka Chopra Jonas as Mira. She's our female protagonist in this film. Uh, this opens in 2021 in a coffee shop where Mira uh, has a meet-cute with her boyfriend, soon-to-be-be-fiancé, John. And then um, John is killed. He's hit by, a, a, I think, a drunk driver or something. Um, fast forward two years to present day, 2023. Uh, Mira is living um, in the city with her sister. And Mira is a children's book illustrator for sure. I don't know if she also writes the stuff as well, but she works on children's books and uh, I guess has a pretty successful career doing that. Been in a bit of a slump since her her partner died. And her sister's trying to get her to go back in the dating scene and she just doesn't want to. So one day Mira decides to talk to John via texts. I mean, she doesn't think she's really talking to him, but she just decides to text his old number and just kind of start talking to him about her thoughts and her day and how she misses him. Um, then cue Sam Hewen, <laughs> who plays Rob Burns. Uh, Sam, uh, yeah, Sam is playing a guy who works at a, uh, local publication in New York City, who he's like a music writer. And his little subplot, uh, is that he's supposed to be covering Celine Dion, who's starting her first North American tour in a long time. And anyway, <laughs> he's given a work phone by his boss in addition to his regular phone. And lo and behold, the number for his work phone is John's old number. So Sam Hewen's character starts getting all these texts from Mira, meant for her boyfriend, John. And you know how this is going to go. You know, they're eventually going to meet up and then start, you know, seeing each other. Anyway, you, you kind of know how this is going to go. But... I'm going to throw this over to you. What did you think about it? Um, so that's an interesting setup for a movie. Um, I think this movie fails in execution in pretty much every way. Um, I mean, I knew we were in trouble kind of right from the start when we meet Mira and her fiance, her, her soon to be fiance. And then he, they're in like in a cafe. He leaves and he dies. And it, it, it all happens off screen. We hear, we hear like screeching tires and like <laughs> thunk. a thunk, and it's. And then you see though, this closes in on her eyes. Yes, and she's and she's seeing all this. Yes, it's so clunky and so silly. It, it elicited a laugh from me, and I don't think that's what they were going for here. Um, so I, yeah, I knew we were in trouble. The, the whole movie just doesn't work. Um, the dialogue is pretty terrible throughout. Um, you know, the, the actors are personable, you know, in of themselves. They're, they're, these are nice actors. Certainly nice to look at, but they're also, you know, talented actors. But they're just really given nothing to do here. Um, talented actors, I will say, except for Celine Dion. Her presence in this movie is so bizarre. Um, she's not, she's not a good actress. Her scenes are, so unrealistic and so implausible. I, I just did not believe for a minute that this relationship that she was forming, that Celine Dion was forming with this music journalist was real or would really happen or it's just stupid. 
<laughs> she acts like this, you know, sort of Svengali to him. Yeah, she becomes like his like this relationship mentor and his counselor, and it's just so bizarre. And they they talk a lot about her her lyrics and stuff. Can it, I can I say something about that? Yeah, this really bugged me. Mm-hmm. Like he he starts when he when he's trying to interview her or or whatever he is reading back to her lyrics because he's really jaded because his his fiance like broke up with him like on, on their wedding day or something earlier so he's really jaded about love so he's like really defensive with Celine and he's like reading back to her these lyrics that she's saying in her songs and he's like do you really believe any of this stuff <laughs> and my whole thing my whole thing is like she didn't write those things and I just actually looked it up to be sure. I I, I just did a cursory look at like um her, one of her big early '90s albums, "The Color of My Love," and I just did a look through the track listing. I don't think she wrote any of those songs, and that's fine. A lot of singers don't, right? But one of the songs he quoted was um, "When I Fall in Love," which was from like '93. It was on the Sleepless in Seattle soundtrack. I liked that song at the time. And I remember my mom telling me that when she saw me watching the video one day, she's like, you know, you know, you know, that's a cover, right? That's an old song. I was like, oh, no, I didn't. So she definitely didn't write that. And here's the thing. He's supposed to be this music writer, right? He writes, you know, music journalists, I should say. Mm-hmm. He would know this. I mean, you, you, you just, you know, a lot of times some musicians do write their own material, but a lot don't. So his whole thing about kind of going in on her about like, do you really believe this stuff you're singing? I'm like, she didn't even write it. You know, I mean, act, and, and it's funny, like, I mean, the whole meta thing about this to me is like that these are some actors who are performing roles. I mean, and a lot of times actors don't believe things. I, sorry, I, I could go off on that <laughs> for days, but anyway. Yeah. So for me, there's really not an aspect of this movie that that works. Even the like the setting. So this was filmed in London, but it's set in New York. And, and this explains why there are an, an inordinate number of British actors in this movie affecting American accents, um, which I found distracting, but you may not find distracting if you don't recognize them. But, um, and, and there's a, there's a lot of, uh, so, so even like the setting wasn't completely convincing. Um, and then there's there's there are there are subplots that never really get developed. Like you mentioned, I think Mira is a is a writes children's books, and she meets with her I think editor, played by British actress Celia Emery, who um, you know tells her you know you need to because she hasn't been doing well in her her recent writing. She's like you need to change course, um, you need to to do better. And I thought there was going to be some follow-up to that, but there is, there really isn't any follow-up to that. There was sort of, we won't get into it. Well, <laughs> yeah, there was, I felt like there's a little bit, a li- you're right. It was not done very elegantly, right? but there was very, very, just the very hint of a follow-up. <laughs> so yeah, there's some issues with this movie felt very flat. Like I, I, I'm a sucker for a good rom-com and, 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 you know, movies that, you know, have couples that, that fall in love and and then there's an issue and then they, you know, you're worried, are they going to be able to stay together? And then they, they do or they don't. Um, but this movie was directed by Jim Strauss and, but I don't know, it just was so clunky. Um, and, and, and then this, like, you know, we mentioned earlier the scene where uh, Mira's boyfriend dies, right? I mean, 
Anyway, <laughs> I want to talk about a couple scenes though. So there's there's one scene. So she go her and her sister go to this tavern called Roxy's with this 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 kind of uh, uh, middle aged uh, heavy set guy runs it. He's very friendly. His wife has passed away uh, some time back. The Roxy, I think, was her name, so it's named after his late wife. And early on in the movie, Mira and her her sister go there, and I don't know. She's inquiring about him and how did he? How does he? How does he live right without his wife? And he starts answering her. And Mira like clears the table in front of her <laughs> and rests her her chin on her hand, looking. And I'm like, I just busted up laughing. <laughs> I'm like, what this? No, no, no. You're trying too hard here. This is that was too much, right? And then my favorite scene, and by favorite, I mean the most terrible scene that was so bad it was almost good, is when um, her and, and the Sam Hewen character are walking in this park, probably supposed to be Central Park, but anyway. <laughs> and they walk by this accordion player. And by the way, this park is, is sparsely populated. I mean, there ain't no one for miles that we know of. And so this is probably the first people that the accordion player has been able to play for. you know. And he's playing when they walk up. Sam Hewen even tips him, puts some stuff in his jar. And then he's like, okay, let's start dancing. So he and Mira start dancing. The accordion player almost immediately stops. And he's just like, I'm, I'm just done for the night. I mean, and, and, and just kind of like starts, you know, packing up and walking away. I'm like, that's rude. But no, here's my favorite thing. So they're still dancing. And then Mira is like, she, she's like, you, you know, that he stopped playing, right? And then Sam Hewen goes, I still hear the music. <laughs> and I just was like, I'm, I'm done. I'm just done with this movie. Yeah. Uh, it's, it was, but, but it was, it was so bad. It was good. Yeah. That's the thing. There's so, so much cringy dialogue that it, it elicited a lot of laughs from me. It's unintentional laughter, but it, you know, it was kind of a fun watch. I would have loved it if we were watching this at home. Yeah. I would have had much more vocal fun with this movie. <laughs> right. We had to be kind of quiet because, you know, we're in a theater. Yes. Can I, can I mention the little sweet old lady that was Please there? Please do. Yeah. This one, this, this actually makes me a little softer toward this film than I normally would be. So we get to the theater. There's hardly anyone in the auditorium when we, when we get in and take our seats. As we're walking in, there's this like a uh, little old lady sitting by herself and she like looks at us as we walk in and smiles. And I just, I'm like, I'm like, Oh, hello. And then our seats are behind hers and she immediately turns around and tells us to stay through the end credits. Because there's a couple things in there in it, so we did. And by the way, listeners, you 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 can too if you <laughs> want. Um, and so, and then she said, "Well, this is my third time seeing this movie." And she admitted to having a big crush on Sam Hewen, and he um, he's one of the stars of the series Outlander. And she says that she has been watching Outlander every night since March of 2022. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, I was like, this is. This 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 breaks my heart. Like this sweet little old lady there watching this movie by herself for the third time. This movie's only been out for like a couple of days. And she watches Outlander every night because she has this big crush on on uh, Sam Hewen. And I'm like, this is just this is just yeah. so sweet. I mean, obviously some people are responding to this movie very positively. Um but it, yeah, her she was so sweet, bless her, and I don't know. It doesn't make any sense, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it an extra point or two just based on her her positive too. vibes. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna give this a 
favorable score, but I will say it's a higher score than it probably deserves. <laughs> so speaking of Sam Hewen, you know, Sam Hewen is not my type, but I spent way too much time watching this movie trying to decide, do I find him attractive? You know, because he's got, um, he's a little bigger, right? Mm-hmm. Not not like not heavy, but like a little too more, more muscular than I mm-hmm. like. And his jaw, his jaw is a very prominent jaw. Um, he's playing a character. He keeps mentioning how his character is 35 years old. And in reality, Sam Hewen just turned 43. He looks really good for a 43 year old. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we do get to see him in bed, um, shirtless and a really brief shot of him in his underwear. Um, <laughs> so that's, if you're, if you're, if you are like the sweet old lady at the theater <laughs> and you like yourself some Sam Hewen, there's that. But, uh, yeah, I, I finally decided, I think I look upon him as probably a typical straight man would, which is very matter-of-factly, which is like, he's an attractive man. And that's as far as I would take it. He is an attractive man, and I like his accent. Which comes and goes. Yeah. He's he's supposed to be playing British. He's Scottish. I'll tell you what, though, as the movie went on... He kept sounding more and more like Liam Neeson to me, who's Irish. I don't understand that. But at a certain point, I'd expected him to start talking about how he has a certain specific set of skills. Um, I thought he had good chemistry with, uh, with uh, Priyanka Chopra Jonas. I thought, in fact, you know, midway through the movie when they finally meet up and stuff, to me, a little bit, the movie kind of came alive more. Um, so I appreciated that. Speaking of that person, Priyanka... Chopra Jonas. Yes. Jonas. <laughs> I learned after the fact that she is married to um, Nick Jonas, of the Jonas Brothers, who shows up in this movie in a brief scene where she has a bad date with him. And you want to talk about somebody who is really hot. <laughs> That's Nick Jonas. But alas, he was only in it for like a scene. But it was a good scene, actually. It was That was a scene that for me actually worked. Like that, that belongs in a good romantic comedy, I thought. Mm-hmm. He was a, he was a, he was a funny character and he was a believable you know believable bad date. Yes, he was a personal trainer I think obsessed with personal training. That's all he talked about. Um, and he was just kind of stupid and and it, it was fun. I liked that scene quite a bit. Yeah. Any further thoughts? I don't believe so. I would probably give this a skip unless you're just a big fan of the actors involved. Yeah. What would you give it? Uh, I'm going to give it a 4.5. You know, that's my score, too. Awesome. Which I think, honestly, is a <laughs> little generous. But uh, it's 4.5 out of 10 from us. So it is on the tomato meter. They they held the studio held this back until, like, opening day before. I mean, I don't even think they screened this for critics. So the critic score with only 16 reviews on the tomato meter is a rotten 13%. Um, now, check this out. Audience score, 92%. Wow. So see the old lady in front of us, she knows what she's talking about. Yeah, she's 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 leading the charge on this. <laughs> all right, so it's a four and a half from us. That's love again. Thank you all for listening. Thank you. Mm-hmm.